Hello. Hello, James Brown. <laughs> How you doing, mate? Not too fucking bad, mate. Not too fucking bad. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right, Sal. Long time no speak. Fucking truly is. Just we're getting ready for this fucking podcast. But <laughs> I had one song stuck in my head, and you know which song it was. Dark Brown, James Brown. Is it that one? <laughs> it was that fucking one. One by Mark and bloody Will. Who else are in the band? Uh, Mark, Will, uh, Ed, Meek and Tom Lister. Bloody hell, there's some names from the past, aren't they? Uh, all those years ago. I just found it, speaking of Will, Mark and Tom, just seen a bloody nursery picture of us all of a really? day. Yeah, pretty bloody crazy, like... Did you all go to the same school? Was it Tad East? Yeah, mate, yeah. That's it, yeah, I thought it was. So, speaking of bands from back then, we'll we, we get on to your most recent band, but you are a part of Sonic Tractor Beam back then, weren't you? I was what, sorry? You were part of Sonic Tractor Beam, weren't you? No, I wasn't part of Sonic Tractor. I was in, uh, I was in Lost in Time, if you remember that. Oh. Right, right. I, I, I see now. Yeah. Who were in that way? In Lost in Time, it was me. There was a few members, actually. In the first uh, incarnation, it was me and Will Hannon and Callum Harrison. And Johnny Watts was briefly in it as well. And then the second incarnation was me and Will and Ben White and Josh Logan. <laughs> Uh, just like Metallica changing members. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we sort of got straight into the interview. Do you want to tell everyone what's your name and where do you come from? I'm James. I'm James Brown, and that is my actual name. And I'm from Tadcaster in Yorkshire. Um, what do you do in Tadcaster? Um, if I'm not a musician, I I work as a barman at the... Um, Angel White Horse in Tagasta, the pub in the centre of Tagasta. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But you've seen some sights, haven't you? Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I've, I've seen a few, yeah. And some interesting people as well in there as well. There's some characters in that pub. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's hear a couple of interesting stories from when you were a barman. Um... I've seen a few fights in there. Um, uh, there's been a few interesting stories from uh, uh, from uh, from people, and I've seen the owner Humphrey Smith come in a few times, and there's been a lot of eyes rolling and all that stuff. But apart from that, I can't really think of anything else really in there. But yeah, yeah, fair enough. So quite a steady job, nice, nice and safe income then. Yeah, that's that's what I, I do in the daytime, and then obviously before COVID hit, I was out gigging almost every weekend. Uh, so, for, for the viewers listening at home, what what do you play? What instruments do you play? Hello. 
Hello, James Merch. Yeah, I'm, hello. Hello, can you hear me? Hello, I'm there. Uh, so, for the viewers at home, what what instruments do you do you play? Oh, so, um, I play um, uh, uh, electric and acoustics guitar, and I play the bass guitar as well, as well as as well as singing either uh, lead and backing vocals or harmonies. So, so we lost you again, and you came back in at singing. Oh right, uh, it was um, it was electric and acoustic guitar and and bass guitar and vocals. Oh, nice, nice. And what's your current band that you're in? Uh, I'm in two bands at the minute. I play in a Beatles tribute called these. Uh, Reetles with believe it or not Adam Dawson who used to be an English teacher at Tag, at Tag Grammar really? yeah and he was my English 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 teacher as well that's crazy yeah and uh, I'm in a covers band uh, it's called The Mix and we play uh, in York and in the surrounding areas and we do songs from every era like uh, from the Beatles to Stevie, uh, to Stevie Wonder, the Rolling Stones and the Jam, through to Bruno Mars and all the dancey stuff, really. All good fun. If you were to make a band to play your favourite type of music to play, what would you be playing? I think it would be rock and pop music, I think. I think that's my main genre of music that I always love playing. Uh, any particular reason? Um, say, I suppose I suppose it was the music that I've always always grown up listening to and I've always been fond of, and it's in and it's evident in my guitar playing and songwriting. So, yeah, I don't think I could see myself in a funk band or a, a jazz band. I don't think it's my don't think it's my cup of tea, really. Would you say funk or jazz is your most hated style of music? Then, um, not necessarily. I mean, jazz. I like it in small doses, but uh, it's generally not a genre that I listen to really. And funk, I, I don't mind some funk music, but it's not really something that I always always listen to. It's mainly either rock or pop, really. Uh, from the 60s or the 50s or the 70s or any other era, really. Oh, nice, nice. So, so would you like to give us one of them songs you said you were going to do? I can do, yeah, no problem. So, for the viewers at home, James says, I asked him if he'd be interested to do a song, and he came back to me and he says, how many do you want? Should we do three? So I thought, yeah, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> This is uh, a Beatles song called We Can Work It Out. Hope you like it. Try to see it my way Do I have to keep on talking till I can go on While you see it your way Run the risk of knowing that our love may soon be gone We can work it out we can work it out 
think of what you're saying You can get it wrong and still you think that it's alright Think of what I'm saying We can work it out and get it straight or say goodnight We can work it out We can work it out Life is very short And there's no time For fussing and fighting, my friend I have always thought That it's a crime So I will ask you once again Try to see it my way Only time will tell if I am right or I am wrong While you see it your way There's a chance that we might fall apart before too long We can work it out We can work it out Life is very short And there's no time For fussing and fighting, my friend I have always thought That it's a crime So I will ask you once again Try to see it my way Only time will tell if I am right or I am wrong While you see it your way There's a chance that we might fall apart before too long We can work it out We can work it out Yeah, that were brilliant, mate. That were brilliant. Thank you very much. So that that particular song, what 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 attracted you to learn to play that song? It was mainly just through my love of the Beatles, really, and just learning all those songs when I first started uh, to learn to play uh, guitar when I was um, ten years old, eleven years old, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow, you've been playing a long time then. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's over 15 years. I can't, I can't believe that. So you're quite a master at it then? Yeah, it was always something that I wanted to do uh, passionately and as a career ever since, well, ever since we were at school, really. And uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm very glad that I'm doing it now and still doing it, really, all these years later. I must say, out of all the people who did music at school, you didn't really stand out, but now you do. You really do, because you've stuck at it. Yeah, I think that's right, yeah. I was always a bit of a... Always a bit of a dark horse, really, at school. A a bit quiet and in in the background. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, hi. So, the Beatles... What, what, what? What's your favourite songs by the Beatles? Ooh, it's a tough one. That one. Um, I'd say my top five ones that I've always been fond of is um, a song called "In My Life," another song called "A Day in the Life." Uh, uh, as overplayed as it is, I love "Hey Jude" as well. And um, what other ones are there? Um, 
uh, a song called Revolution, I really like. And also the, the one I've just played, We Can Work It Out. I think those are the five that uh, I'm really fond of, of the Beatles. That would actually be the first time I've ever heard that song. Is it? Wow, yeah. yeah. I must say, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, it's a great song, yeah. I was just praying that the, the, the internet didn't cut out halfway through. Yeah, I was actually, as I was playing it, because it's on my phone, this, I was actually tapping my phone at the same time so it doesn't go off uh, halfway through. Uh, I've That's a point, actually, that I found out in the last podcast I've just recorded with Team Lorimer. If your phone screen does go off, your microphone will go yeah, off. Yeah, that's right, yeah. As we just did, as we just did it about uh, was it yeah five minutes ago and it went off yeah and I noticed yeah. So going back to your playing, you say you're in a Beatles cover band. Yeah. What made you start a Beatles cover band? Well, it was through <clears throat> Adam Dawson actually. I, I remember it was in 2018. He messaged me in I think it was August 2018 and said that he'd been approached by the landlord of these Golden Slipper in York and he suggested uh, uh, to him to start a Beatles tribute and so Adam asked me if I'd be interested in if I'd be interested in joining him and and of of course I said yes and then we started rehearsing in um, September 2018 as, as just us two and then eventually the other member who's called Andrew Bowen joined on on lead guitar. And then we rehearsed for about, I think it was about four months. And then we did our first gig at these Golden Slipper in February 2019. And then it just went from there, really, and did loads of gigs in 2019. And then a few in early 2020 before all this kicked off, really. And we really enjoyed it. So far, what what's the crowd reception of a Beatles tribute band? I bet they go mental. Oh yeah, they? yeah. I think I think most people in any, in any audience, really, in, in any music audience, love the Beatles in some form or another. Even if you're not a massive fan of them, and they do know a lot of Beatles songs, and yeah, we've always had a, a good reception from uh, from people. Who've come to see us? So, compared to your other band, what differences have you noticed? In the Threetles, it's more uh, stripped back. Uh, obviously, the the name obviously speaks for itself. There's only three of us in the band, so it's me on acoustic, Adam on bass, and he sometimes does piano, and Andrew on guitar. So we don't really have a drummer, a Ringo <laughs> as such. but uh, So it's more laid back and uh, I get to shine more as a as a lead vocalist in the Threetles. But in the mix, we have a lead singer called Vicky and I sing harmonies in the background and it's more of a party band, really, for the people. It's like pubs or, or weddings or, or stuff like that, really. So, how many gigs would you say you played then? Overall? Oh. Yeah. I used to be in a band called Radio Mojo, which was a, a covers band. And uh, I was in that for about five years. So, 
with that and then and then some gigs in lost in time at school i'd say well over i'd, I'd say well over 500 gigs i think over the last 10 years or so or maybe Fucking more than hell. That. i don't know <laughs> that, that seems like a lot of gigs yeah. man well it's all it's all paid gigs as well so that's the plus side of it as well Nice, nice. Bloody. So, out of all the bands you've been in, which has been your favourite? Um, I'd say the Three Beatles, I think, has been my favourite, I think. Because, obviously, I, I mean, it's not just because it's a Beatles tribute and you know, I love the, the Beatles, but as I said previously, I've been able to... Uh, I think, I think in that band I've been able to improve on my singing so much that I'm now better singing now than I was five years ago, really. Because in the, the other bands I was in, I was on backing vocals and harmonies, so I didn't really have a chance to really like be on the microphone as such. Really. So I think it's the the Beatles uh, mainly. I think that's that's been my favourite. So you mentioned you've improved on singing in the last mm-hmm. five years. Have you? Have what? Sorry. How, how, what steps did you take to improve your singing? Well, I never actually ever had any singing lessons. Um, I kind of, in the first band, Lost in Time, I was kind of, I mean, well, I don't know if I was forced to sing, but. But what nobody else in that band could really sing, so I just, I was just singing by default, really, and not really putting any effort in. But ever since then, uh, I, I gradually improved over time. So the, the steps that I took was uh, to only eject power when you need to, and not overdo it too much, and. Uh, making sure you sing songs within your range and not trying to push it too hard and and just enjoying it as well at the same time, I think. Did, did you ever have a go at Mongolian throat singing? I don't think I did, actually, no. <laughs> well, there's a band I've been listening to, just, just for a bit of context, they're called The Who, and I've been really into them recently. It's like metal crossed with traditional Mongolian music played with all like Mongolian traditional instruments oh, and right. everything. Okay. I might check them out. Yeah. The Who, they're called. Not not like the old band, The Who. It's the H-U. Ah, the Who. right, okay, yeah. All right, I'll have a look at that. I'll have a check on Spotify. A couple of songs I can recommend by him: The Wolf Totem. Yeah. Another one is uh, they've actually just released it uh, among the Mongolian cover of "Sad But True" by Metallica. Okay, that sounds good. I like Metallica. Pretty free. Like the vocal mix of it, it's going to be hit or miss. I know my one of my mates 
it thinks it sounds like the devil's coming to, coming about up, up to they <laughs> kill you. Um, Very good. One of my really likes I, might, it. I might check them out. So, you, you mentioned not singing out of your range. What is out of your range? Um, I suppose it's you know trying to sing like uh, Freddie Mercury or like an opera singer, really. You know, trying to like go over your range, really. I mean, I I personally think I'm not an absolutely great singer, but I just I. I I think I just make it work for myself, really, and um, and use my voice the best I can, really. I'm not trying to go over the top with it, if that makes any sense. Fucking, it certainly does. It certainly does. So, I'm guessing the Bee Gees is completely out of question. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Well, if I tried to attempt to sing like Barry's give, I think it would sound a bit naff. <laughs> Although I am a big fan of them. So, the BJ's. You've have you ever in all these five hundred gigs, you've must have met some famous people. Um I've uh, I did uh, I'm not sure actually. I think I, I think I might have at some point. I well, I didn't. I think I've met um, I've met industry people within the music industry who've produced on famous records. I think the only person that I've kind of met, but also has got his autograph, was Noel Gallagher from Oasis when I went to go see him live. Yeah. Oh, cool. Do you reckon they're gonna get back together? <sighs> I I don't think so. No, I can't see it. I really wish they would, but I, I'm, I'm not sure if I can see it, really. It, yeah, it'd be all over if they did, wouldn't it? Everyone would be yeah, raving I mean, again. In a way, I do feel sorry for Noel because he always gets asked that same question over and over again. But, yeah, I imagine if they did get back to... Uh, I imagine if they did get back together and if they actually got back after all this covid nonsense is over it would be just the event of the century almost and tickets would sell out within a flash would you ever get them on yeah imagine that if if you and the free tools were underneath oasis yeah well well, actually I was lucky enough to see them live, actually, in 2008, just before they split up. It was by absolute chance that I saw them. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that, that yeah, sounds interesting. So Go on, then. It was through somebody I knew in Tabs who had some spare tickets by accident. I mean, I tried to get tickets at that time, but uh, tickets sold out <laughs> within, like, seconds. And, uh, and, and she said, oh, I've got some spare tickets here if you want them and I was like oh my god I was like yes yes please and yeah went to go see them live yeah <laughs> it was when we were in year nine I think or year eight I think it was year eight or year nine I think it was year nine yeah 
So I've just heard you twinkle on the guitar. What song are you thinking about playing um, for us next? I've got chasing. I've got chasing cars by Snow Patrol. That's a good one. Chasing yeah. cars by Snow Patrol. So, is there any any backstory behind this particular um, song? Not really. I think it was just another song that I thought. Yeah, I think that's a good one to to put in the. The repertoire. I always tried to learn songs that uh, that people would know because uh, uh, sometimes I do solos gigs on my own, and it's really important. I think uh, when you do a gig, to always play songs that people know because then they get really into it and start singing with you and connecting with you. Yeah. Would you would you like to take it away then? I yeah, think you've built that up pretty nicely. If I lay here, 
If I just lay here, won't you lie with me and just forget the world? Forget what we're told before we get too old. Show me a garden that's bursting into life. Cause all that I am, all that I ever was, is here in your perfect eyes, they're all I can see. Cause I don't know when, confused about how as well, just know that these things will never change for us at all and if I lay here if I just lay here would you lie with me and just forget the world thank you very much that was brilliant again man I just wish I, I could put like canned applause on that. Yeah. Be, that'd be cool. I know they can when, when the listeners are listening. So if any listeners are listening post pro in the future, even though James won't hear him, please give you applause. He might get them through spiritual means somehow. So you. Learning a song like Snow Patrol and learning a song like Beatles. Have you ever I have, yes. made your own yeah, tunes? I have, um, I have been writing songs since I was 16, I think. Yeah. Now I have a lot of songs that, that I've written, yeah. And how come you've sort of moved towards the cover slash tribute side of um, it then? Well, actually... In the Beatles, we've just started um, doing some original songs and we've hopefully got an album coming out in the next few months. So we're doing, uh, I think it was in early 2019, we thought about if we wanted to do something really special with this band, uh, we'll do like a, a big project. And so we decided that... Uh, we could make our own songs and uh, and have a CD of it, and so uh, I think it's I think it's hopefully in May uh, where I, th- uh, I think it's hopefully in May where planning to go t- to Abbey Road Studios in London uh, to do a song there. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking busy. January this year, and then and then obviously. Uh, lockdown started and it was cancelled and then rescheduled uh, to March and they've rescheduled it again for May so it'll happen eventually (laughs) so out of all this original stuff you're making for this album how many songs are going to be on the album 14 songs I think yeah and it's all songs we've written ourselves really like separately We've all contributed to it, so I think I've I've got um, 
four of my songs and then four from Adam and a few from Andy as well, I think. I'll have to count it up, but I've got a few of my songs on it, yeah. So, we you having your own songs on the album, sort of. Take me through the writing process, like, from the moment you think about writing a song um, to the finishing product. It usually starts uh, just by playing away on guitar, and if I ever stumble across a set of chords that I've become interested in, I might persevere with it, and then and then hopefully, at some point, uh, a melody will 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 surface around it. And if it sticks and it's good, then I go around it a few times, and then I write the song around the uh, I write the song around the melody and see where it takes me. And then and then lyrics come last. And I do struggle on lyrics a lot. I think I think a lot of songwriters do, but. I take my time with it on, on that, but yeah, I, but that's my songwriting process mainly. So you you still you say you, you say you struggle mm-hmm. with writing lyrics sometimes. How 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 come that's a race? It's just, how come you do that? It's tr- it, it's just mainly trying to f- uh, find stuff to write about, really, because I'm generally quite. <laughs> I'm generally quite a laid-back person, really, and apart from playing music and doing my bar stuff and all, all, all that, I mainly live a, a mainly stress-free life. So I either write about uh, personal experiences or or just make stuff up, really. That that's that sounds good, really. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. A lot, a lot of songwriters like think of like upsetting times in their life and um, stuff. Do you ever do anything uh, like well, that? Well, actually, a song that's going to be featured on the Beatles uh, album is one that I wrote. It's called "The Other Side," and I wrote. Um, I, I, uh, I think you might have heard it on Facebook. I'm not sure, but uh, I wrote it in March last year, uh, just as as COVID started. And as lockdown started, I was thinking to myself, well, uh, we've got all this spare time and uh, like all of us did. So I thought, well, I'll try to write some songs. And I thought, well, as I said uh, previously, what can I write about? You know, it's what I struggle. And I thought, well, I'll try write a song that has as much uh, positivity and hope that all this will eventually end. And we've just got to hang on tight and stay strong. And if you want, I could play it for you if you want. Yeah, oh, yeah, no problem. If if you would if you'd like to. Right. Uh. right. Here we go. Soon we all will come together And know that things will soon get better Go on living 
in extraordinary times And no one ever saw it coming We all thought it was something and nothing But understand that this won't last forever As the days go on and on All we can do is take it one step at a time to keep your spirits up and though it's hard we've got to try and hold on tight but I'll see you on the other side the world will come back stronger than before, before. yeah I'll see you on the other side I'll be glad to see your face when life will be restored and it will be a brand new start. As someone once said, times are changing, it's a new reality we're facing, but the light will shine on through upon us all. But soon we all will come together And things are bound to soon get better Though we're living in extraordinary times As the days go on and on All we can do is take it one step at a time So keep your spirits up And though it's hard We've got to try and hold on tight but I'll see you on the other side The world will come back stronger than before, before Yeah, I'll see you on the other side I'll be glad to see your face When life will be restored And it will be a brand new start Oh, that was the best one of a lot of them, man. 
How long did it take you to write that then? Very long, actually. As I, um, I got these chords pretty quickly. I'm generally quite quick on finding chord sequences. And as I say, the melody isn't too hard to write either. I just make sure that comes naturally. But uh, lyrics, as I said, you know, I wanted to uh, uh, spread as much positivity and hope as possible. The uh, lyrics didn't take too long to, to write, actually. I think it just took a good hour, I think. It, I think it all just came out pretty uh, pretty fast, really. Well, in a few months, if all goes yeah. well, you might be able to do a remix called The Other Side. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. So, with everything opening up, how quickly are you going to get back to the right music? I mean, in a way, it was nice to have a bit of a break from live performances because I was doing it like all the time, almost every week, but getting paid alongside it was the plus point of it. And it doesn't mean to say that I didn't enjoy it. You know, I enjoyed having the rest, but now I'm, I'm ready to get back to it. So... Is it twenty first of June? I think. Hopefully, yeah. As soon as that um, as that is lifted, and then if there's any gig opportunities, I'll just take them straight away. Oh, nice, nice. So, with mm-hmm. your guitar playing, then you had a nice little solo in the middle of there. Unfortunately, throughout the songs, when when the singing comes along, it sort of drowns out the music. All right, yeah, I think it yeah. just does auto counselling out. You know what I mean? So when the when the solo actually came in, it, it, it that were brilliant. You could really hear your guitar skills. Do you know any instrumental tunes that you'd be willing to play? I don't. Uh, I'm not well. No, I uh, I don't think I know any instrumental. But... And instrumental ones, really. No, yeah, I think I'm a bit uh, short on that, really. How, how about the same one Please. again? But we just went over vocals. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you are a good yeah, player. It's so nice to, to, nice to hear you yeah, 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 if you want to put a couple of I'll tweaks in there, yeah. if you want. On the Threatles version, in that uh, instrumental section in the middle, there is a, uh, there is actually a solo on the on the song itself. Uh, but yeah, I don't mind playing it again. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thanks a lot, man.
Yeah, but we're nice, man. Yeah. The, the start of it is very powerful, isn't it? Any intros for a song to make it like as as ears grabbing as possible. Yeah, there's a lot of suspended chords on that and and little um, variations on these chords, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when it starts, right, it's like yeah. a jab on end at nose. Yeah, so yeah, I do. I do too, like yeah. sense of a lot of energy. Um, so do you know any tricks? Tr- uh, tricks. Um, I, suppose, I don't know really. Um, I can solo, but um, I'm generally really on electric for that. Really, it's 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 pretty hard on acoustic. Really, I'm generally. A rhythm, yeah. really, on the guitar. So, for, for the people that don't know, um, what are the different types of guitar playing? I think, I suppose, if uh, describing me as a guitar as a guitar player, I think I'm I'm more of a songs guitar player, where I I play what's suited for a song, and either play the bare minimum uh which is sometimes can make a song what it is and it can be more than enough or if if something requires something a bit more challenging then i'll play it i'm generally either one of the two other guitar players generally um uh playing one style and they can be either like a shredder on guitar like i don't know slash from guns and roses and just play power rock stuff like hard rock stuff, really. My mate, uh, well, I've got a couple of mates. Um, back on the Twitch version of the Tadcast in season right, one, yeah. we had a heavy metal band called Dire Season. Uh, I don't know if you know yeah. them, they're quite local. Mm. They're, they're pretty heavy, like. And then there's the other band that my mates are in called uh, Skullica. Ah, They're right. more of the uh, more 80s sounding rock. And the lead guitarist of that band is called oh, Steve Hines. Wow. He's toured around Germany and everything. Is that before all COVID started? Oh, oh wow. Oh, that's, I that's think it was in right, 80s that. or something like that. Yeah, wow. 80s, 90s, one or two. Sh- shame it in all uh, lockdown yeah. and that, because we could have done an introduce yeah. and got, got like a collab with you both. So, speaking of collabing, who is uh, what's your favourite um, you've only ever played one song with? I've done some collaborations recently with uh, a few a few friends from school over uh, YouTube, over like transferring files over and and recording ourselves. So I guess the I've done some collaborations with a, a girl called Bryony and another lad called Declan, and we did uh, I, I did two songs with her, 
uh, Broken Strings by James Morrison and uh, uh, You've Got a Friend by Carol King. And with Declan, I did George Ezra Listen to the Man. But uh, I don't know, really. I'm not sure what my favourite one is out of them three. I enjoyed all three of them, really. So, well, where, where do you I'm see you, yourself going then? Once all this, all this nonsense is over, uh, I've been wanting to do um, uh, cruise ship work, uh, which is basically uh, playing on cruise ships every night and getting paid for it as well, and touring the world and seeing and seeing places. I think that'd be right up my street. I think as a as a career. That would be yeah, cool playing I mean, on I'd, cruises. I'd, I'd be I'd be too paranoid though. Because obviously cruise ships are the absolute worst absolute worst in in environments to catch viruses and colds and all that's all that stuff. Yeah, I'd be more paranoid yeah, about the yeah, sea. Right I wouldn't there. care about any of that stuff. I've watched uh, a lot, way too many uh, yeah, true, survivor yeah. accounts of being washed up at sea and stuff. That's the worst one. <laughs> uh, oh, George, but these particular ones on YouTube where I watch, you know, like it. Our documentaries of mm. real survivors t- telling the tale, and really, bloody hell, it had, it had you on the end of your seat, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I probably won't ever go yeah. on a ship. Well, hopefully, someday that I might do it. Hopefully, when when all this is over. So, ideally. If you were to go on the cruise to play the uh, to play the music, what would you like Ooh, your first destination reckon, to travel to be? Um, I've always wanted to go to Italy. I think that'd be my favourite place to stop. I think first time round and see what it's like there. Yeah, just always wanted to go. Actually, any particular reason you've always wanted to go? To go visit and play as well, yeah. Certainly has, yeah. Yeah. I suppose you've got a hell of a lot of history. Imagine... Going to as a yeah. as a gladiator yeah, yeah. in front of all them people at the Coliseum. So speaking about crowds, um, what's the biggest crowd you've I ever reckon, played in front of? I think it was. I think it was when I did Cottonthorpe Carnival with Lost in Time, which was about eleven years ago. And uh, I think we pl- I think we played to about five thousand people overall in that field, but I think I might have done gigs since that have been a little bit more than that. But that's the one that always springs to mind of a big gig that I did. 
5,000 people watch it's, it like looking out a crowd there just watching you. If, it, if it's in a field and you've got like loads of faces all looking at you, all looking at you, it's really nerve wracking. And before, and even now, I still get a little bit nervous before singing and playing. But then you realize as soon as you start playing, everybody's enjoying it and you're enjoying it, and it's great, it's all fine. So what were what were the, what were oh, you feeling the very first time you played a gig? Right? It was uh, August two thousand and eight. It, it was uh, my first gig with with Lost in Time. It was actually at at Will's house, at Will Hannon's house, and we played in the living room of his of his house, and everybody was watching us in the garden, and I was so nervous that. I actually didn't look at the the crowd. I I only looked at Will and Cal as I was singing. I was so n- nervous, but then after that, I I was okay at it. I got better and better. But yeah, I I remember I was absolutely so shy and nervous. I think it was just. That through, sounds like a crazy first gig. How did that come about? Dad, really, I think he said, "Oh, he fancy doing like a first gig at his at, at at our house, really." And so he said, "Yeah," and then it went from there, really. Oh, nice. So, yeah, when you were I getting started, but did you get a lot of help from other people? When I was uh, ten years old. And it was it was mainly through me dad really that I, I started playing because he used to be a musician himself or in the in the eighties and he used to play in covers bands and get paid for it and so uh, when I started to play at ten years old I was really lucky really to have um, all his guitars at, at at, at my disposal because he he'd, he'd kept some guitars from over the years and he and he still sometimes plays guitar himself but he's a mortgage advisor now he only plays it in his spare time uh, but but when I started to learn he showed me a few chords on guitar and then I I taught myself really and going back to the Beatles again um, I bought a Beatles called Songbook when I was 11 years old and an oasis called Songbook, and I just I just worked my way through the, the books of of learning most of their songs and and learning all the all the major and minor chords and all the suspended chords, and that's where it all really started, really. And I just self taught myself. I don't think I don't think I've ever really had a guitar lesson really in my life, really. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Uh, pure music, then. Mm, yeah. And yeah. I learned the old Coming straight from way. the heart. I didn't use, like, YouTube or apps, you know. I just did it by ear and listening to records, really, which I think is the best way to learn, really. So, you're speaking about the best way to learn. If somebody listening to this right now was thinking about picking up the guitar or any other instrument for that, I would matter, say, how would you how would you advise to start um, learning? I would say learn on 
acoustic guitar and not electric guitar. And uh, I know there's all these apps and YouTube to learn to play guitar, but I think that the best way to learn is to is to learn from uh, from some books or even well actually a actually look up some chords online and then just take it from there and just take it one step at a time and just keep at it and keep practicing and practicing and practicing because I I I spent hours and hours as as a as a 12 year old just constantly noodling away and practicing and it felt frustrating at times i felt like i wasn't getting anywhere but if you just if you just keep at it and keep practicing it eventually all all pays off so my advice is don't give up and just keep at it and you will get better at it so going by everything you know now what do you wish you knew back then that you know about um, everything, including the business side of I it now? I wish I knew that in in fifteen years, it 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 the music business has the music business has changed so much ever since. Because you think when you start to learn that the music industry, the uh, music industry, is just one thing on its own, and it'll stay like that forever, but. It's amazing how much it's changed over the last uh, 15 years. So I wish I'd known that really because it's because now it is a lot harder now to be discovered and and uh, and make a name for yourself. But I think I've done well on the most part, really. I think. So you you mentioned it's changed. Let let's go in, in, a bit into detail. I think it's mainly to, what, to, in what ways uh, particularly with, has um, it changed? Streaming services and and uh, and YouTube really. I think I think I think it's the internet that's 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 changed everything. I think because in the in the nineties it was all about CD sales and computers barely existed. And if you, and if you wanted to listen to music, you had to buy the CD itself, or listen to Top of the Pops or something. But now it's like so easy to just go onto YouTube or Spotify to listen to your favorite song, and uh, and now everybody is like so passionate and wanting to to get a, a name for themselves that they almost get lost on the internet uh, sometimes. And don't get discovered, even though there's a lot of great talent out there. If that makes any sense. It really is when it comes to publicity. Exactly. Pub- yeah. Publicity. And I think mainly, it's word yeah. of mouth. Really. Any publicity is good uh, publicity. popularity, really, and just. And just keeping playing, really, and singing, and just never giving up, no matter how hard it is to get gigs or anything. Just always take any opportunity you can, really. So, mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about 
how, how the industry itself has changed. What about the actual music? Is of what you've seen over um, the last fifteen years about people's tastes changed? I, suppo- um, I suppose really a lot of people I've met have strong music tastes, but um, I think a lot. Um, I don't know really. Not sure. I suppose my t- uh, taste has changed a lot. Because I remember when I first started, I was all about the Beatles and Oasis. That's all I cared about. But ever since I've 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 started to listen to more bands, really. And in a way, I mean, I'm not saying Spotify is a bad thing, but it is a a great tool for discovering um, music. And it's through uh, people that I know and friends that I've um, I've discovered more music, really, uh, like. Um, Attic, Attic Monkeys, Jake Bug and the Kooks and uh, Biffy Clyro, all those, but all those bands which I'm really a fan of now. Interesting, interesting. So we've we've gone out for an hour now, and I don't really want to keep you much longer because I don't, I don't want you to feel it's going stale or anything. But there's a couple of segments I have in each episode. So this first one is a little book of Yorkshire humour. The blurb reads, Yorkshire have always been renowned for the humorous and insightful down-to-earth outlook on life. The proof is in this little book, crammed full of Yorkshire jokes, sayings and anecdotes in traditional Yorkshire dialect. Taken right. from the pages of the Dales Man, the country's favourite magazine, I've never heard of that magazine. So, I need to pick a number between... twenty-seven. Four uh, and a hundred and twenty-seven. Uh, oh wow! What a number that hundred and twenty-seven. <laughs> um, uh, any number you want in between and both. Yeah, totally random. <laughs> 72. Here we go. Two Yorkshiremen had had, a ra- had had rather too much to drink. As they stumbled along a country road, they had a heated argument about what they had saw in the heavens. One asserted it was the sun. The other was equally certain it was the moon. Seeing the other man approaching, they appealed to him, Mr. Isn't that it, son? Said one. The other one chimed in. Nay, it's mooing, isn't it? Not wishing in, wishing to be involved, he replied. Well, to tell you the truth, I'm strange to these parts. <laughs> that was good. That was a, that was a good one. That one. Hey, we actually got a laugh. <laughs> I love I think I've had about jokes. two laughs out of all the times I've brought that book up. Oh. Well, I've got another one here, actually. This is a little book of country sayings. 
Country folk can draw upon generations of accumulated wisdom and know-how from every topic from farming and domestic life. The Calendar Customs and Weather Law. This little book is compiled from eight years of the Countryman magazine, one of the oldest and most respectable countryside magazines in the world. I've never heard of it, by the way. It brings together the best and most amusing country sayings, proverbs, superstitions and old wives' tales. So, same thing again. Uh, I need a number uh, between 4 uh, and 127. 46. Forty-six. Here we go. Never burn elderwood indoors, as it may cause a death in the house. <laughs> Thought there was a bit more to that. Never burn elderwood indoors. Yep. Oh, I don't really get that one. <laughs> it's a strange one. Well, well, never do I. <laughs> All right. Bloody. The first one was... I only read them to get people's awkward reactions from them. <laughs> it certainly was. Bloody country magazines from 80s. Right, yeah, James. Is there another, any more songs that you want to play us before we leave? We'll do um, She's Electric by Oasis. That, that'd be grand, that man. She's Electric by Oasis. Take it away, man. She's in a family full of eccentrics She's done things I've never expected And I need more time She's got a sister And God only knows how I've missed her And on the palm of her hand is a blister And I need more time and I want you to know I've got my mind made up now But I need more time And I want you to know I've got my mind made up now But I need more Cause I'll be you and you'll be me there's lots and lots for us to see. There's lots and lots for us to do. She is electric. Can I be electric too? She's got a brother. We don't get on with one another But I quite fancy a mother And I think that she likes me She 
she's got a cousin. In fact, she's got about a dozen. She's got one in the oven, but it's nothing to do with me. And I want you to know I've got my mind made up now, but I need more time. And I want you to say, do you know what I'm saying? But I need more, cause I'll be you and you'll be me. There's lots and lots for us to see. There's lots and lots for us to do. She is electric. Can I be electric too? Can I be electric too? Can I be electric too? Thank you very much. Another good oh, one wow. again, man. That's saying something. Thank you very much. Not as good as that original one you made, though. Yeah. Well, if you want to, if if any I did, of you I did like that one. You played it about the song. You yourselves. In, uh, these brittles, the other side into YouTube. Uh, you should be able to find it on there if you want to have a listen to the full version. So if you like what you're hearing today, guys, type in the free tools, the other side. Uh, on YouTube. If you want to buy... Is there anything else you'd like to, to plug on? the Freetles album, uh, if you go on to the freetles.co.uk and if you go into the shop area in, on the website, uh, there's different options to pre-order the album. Uh, up front, and then uh, we're looking for a summer release, hopefully, of all the songs once it's all mixed and all 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 that stuff. But it's all sounding really good so far, and we can't wait to share it. Uh, uh, so if you're interested in pre-ordering it, uh, that's how to do it. There you have it, guys. So, any Tad locals, make sure to drop drop him a pre-order. Support your local musician, James Brown. Uh, I don't think and so. Is there uh, anything else? Is there any hellos you want to say it, to really. anyone or anything else like that? Uh, it's been great speaking to you again, mate. Well, I've really enjoyed having you on tonight, man. <laughs> yeah. It's nice Nice to talk about something other than fighting for an episode. Nah, I don't think Would it's it, my bad. Really. We didn't even cover, go into that. You're interested in any martial arts or anything like Facebook. that? Yeah, f- fair enough, fair enough. 
It's just on your Facebook. I've just seen it. It might get awkward if I start asking questions about you, what looking at my pictures like. Fair no, enough, fair no, enough, no, fair I'm enough. Not, I'm not that much of a stalker. I thought you were all about <laughs> the D looking through them all and details looking through. It's been a pleasure. Thank you thank you for having me, mate. All right, so I'm going to have to thank you very, very much for coming on tonight, man. And if you ever need to I will do. have any information to come out about anything you coming out with in the future, you're more than welcome to jump back on again. And same to you, mate. See you later. Thank you. Uh, once again, man, really appreciate yeah, yeah. you coming on. Bye. And 